You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code PLAY for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Thank you for listening to the Font Your Fire podcast. If you are anything like the Font Your Fire team and I, you are all about creating and consuming intentional content. I mean content that has the power to change the way that you view yourself or change your industry altogether. Well, we want to be intentional about the content we're creating here at Font Your Fire and on the show. So I'm going to encourage you to leave us a rating and written review. And in that review, let us know what you want to hear more of here on the podcast. We take your reviews into consideration with every episode being created. Don't know how to do that? I'm going to encourage you to head on over to flauntyourfire.com slash rate. Again, that's flauntyourfire.com slash rate. And there you will find pictures and written instructions that give you the technical how to leave us a rating and review no matter what podcast app you're listening from. All right, you know what time it is. It is time to get this show on the road. Screw the template, own your values, and amplify your influence. Welcome to the Font Your Fire podcast, where we defy stale marketing advice and own our power. This podcast is hosted by me, India Jackson, the CEO of Font Your Fire and co-founder of Pause on the Play the Community. And speaking of Pause on the Play the Community, in that community, we are doing a month-long deep dive into content visibility that entices your people to feel something. There's so much content out there that's designed to make a sales offer, give pros and cons, give tips and tricks, give you features and benefits. But it's very rare that we see content being shared that actually is designed to entice the people who are on board with following your brand, listening to your brand, subscribing to your brand, being on your brand's newsletter, and really giving them something to feel, something that will live in their heart forever and go beyond just information. But I think that this content is the most important content that we can create. And I'll share with you on this episode, quite a few of the reasons as to why bringing you back to some of my own personal stories. 
So <laughs> how I landed here? Well, I want to take you all the way back to when I was young. One of the things that I grew up with is like, I think as kids, we all like had that thing that we used to get in trouble for a lot. And I was really determined to stay out of trouble. Um, I have five older brothers. I grew up with three of them in my household and they got in trouble all the time. And the youngest is five years older than me. If that gives you any type of idea of like age difference. So seeing the youngest who's five years older than me and the older ones getting in trouble and getting punished for doing bad things, things that kids do, but it just kind of put me in a place where I was like, oh no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to get in trouble. And yet we all have the thing that we get in trouble for. For me, it wasn't most kids. It wasn't um, lying or not doing my homework or any of those things. Not going to lie, I was a bit of a goody-goody. But I got in trouble for not eating all of my food and wanting to drink a whole lot of water before I did. That was my way of stalling from eating what was on my plate. And my parents kind of figured that out and started making it so that I had to eat my entire meal before I could drink water. And I take you there um, and begin to tell you the story because I want to note that I truly, truly do believe that people may think that they know what to expect, but they haven't met you yet, right? And I think that a lot with me is if you've been around long enough or if you've been paying attention enough to know that I don't eat meat, there's a lot of expectations that can come with that. There's a lot of stereotypes that can come with the idea of not being a meat eater. And I want to share with you that a lot of them honestly are not true when it comes to me, at least. Um, and also, I think it's important to note that in a world where we're constantly seeing content being created simply to sell something, I think that it's the things that we really believe may not be relevant about ourselves or our brands, the things that are divergent or strange or awkward or funny or embarrassing or disruptive. That's the stories that will actually resonate with your people. These are the stories that will live in their heart and that they'll remember forever instead of just the come and go passing that informational content can do. So with that said, I think it's it's kind of funny and awkward and a little embarrassing and a little strange to share with you my own food journey, but I learned really quickly um, as I got older that part of the reason that I got in trouble so much for not eating my food is because I really did not eat like eating meat. Um, I stayed sick a lot growing up and I hadn't linked together the connection between meat and dairy with my being sick all the time um, until a little after college, um, but it was really a bane of my existence. It started out with being sick sometimes, off and on as a kid, um, to in college staying sick all the time. And the weird thing to think about back then is like when you're young, meaning under 10 or so, you only know like your immediate surroundings. If you're not around a lot of other people, especially if you're in a low income family where you don't travel a lot, you don't get to experience the world, what you're seeing is what you know. So the idea of like a vegetarian or vegan or plant-based lifestyle or not eating dairy or meat, 
I had never seen that. I didn't even know that that was an option. But what I did know was that I was that kid that I would eat everything on the plate and (laughs) all the things that you'd normally have to argue with children to eat, like broccoli and spinach and stuff. Oh yeah, that was already gone off my plate. You had to argue with me to eat the veal or the steak or the, in our case, it was typically steak ums. If you come from a low-income family, you know what I mean. (laughs) Or the chicken breast. I wanted no parts in that. And I found myself uh, being sick like so much off and on. It wasn't until maybe around like 12 or 11 that I went to visit an aunt of mine for the summer. And she lived in Atlanta, Georgia at the time. It was so warm there. I got so much sun. And I had not linked together, you know, until later in life that I probably had a vitamin D deficiency. So I just found myself feeling so energized there, Um, being in the sun all the time, playing outside. And more importantly, I got to experience living a meat and dairy free lifestyle with her because she identifies as being Rastafarian. And those types of foods are just not a part of her diet for her religious reasons. And so I don't know what it was, but it hit me when it was time to come back home and go back to normal life and go back to school with my parents um, that I just felt so much more energized there. I was almost never sick the whole time I was there, which was not my norm. I had a lot of stomach issues growing up that I later identified as being IBS um, and lactose sensitivity as well. And... It really just being exposed to a new lifestyle hit me that that was something that I might want to revisit later in my life. And so when it came time to go off to college, you know, and really be able to decide what am I eating every day and have to start stocking my own refrigerator and cooking my own meals and figuring out this college life, I fell into your average college student's lifestyle of pizzas and burgers and all kinds of stuff like that that was not helping my situation and I found myself being sick even more frequently than I did when I was younger Um, I had a lot of testing done I discovered that I had ulcers I mean it was just like a long process and a lot of things happened over that time period with my health Um, I'll also say that I was experiencing like burnout and hustle culture taking 18 credits a semester working an overnight job front desk at a hotel um part-time and then also starting my own business all at the same time during this time period of eating like trash food (laughs) and so one day I had a wake-up call and I realized like I get to choose who I want to be right now and I want to experiment with eating differently I want to start to integrate you know, more vegetables into my life and reduce my meat consumption. And it didn't happen overnight. I started with replacing maybe a burger with a veggie burger, which is not that much healthier, but it was a start. Um, And eventually that led itself into more superfoods, more fruit and vegetables, uh, more living foods instead of just always frozen things. And little by little, I found myself feeling so much better. But what I did not expect was to receive so much judgment and stigma and disdain from other people. Uh, I can't even begin to describe that. Um, 
things as small as asking a waiter to replace the bacon that comes with my meal with extra eggs or extra vegetables um, would get a response of, oh, so you don't eat meat, you know? And I found myself feeling like really judged and it's such a weird thing to say, but hopefully you can feel me and understand where I'm coming from that it was through that judgment of my own personal diet choice that I discovered that many times I think people were judging me because they thought I was judging them. Oh, well, people who don't eat meat think that they're better than people who do. Oh, well, people who eat healthy you know, are judging people who don't. Um, fast forward later into my life when I began bodybuilding professionally and competing on stages and getting really ripped and fit. And I found myself in a similar position where people would see what I was doing or how often I worked out or how my body looked. And if they didn't look that way or if their lifestyle didn't match, I got a lot of judgment from them. And I think the stereotype can be that people who look a certain way or bodybuild, you know, um, judge people who don't or people who are overweight. And I've actually seen firsthand that it can be the opposite, um, that it can be like a really, ooh, the assumption that we are judging them causes them to judge us. Such a weird paradigm there, huh? Right. And so... I found myself being in this place where I'm just doing my thing, you know, <laughs> you can eat meat if you want. It, it's not going to my stomach. You can choose to not work out or live a different lifestyle than me. It's not my life. I get to choose who I want to be in my life and you get to choose yours. And yet I really had to begin to unpack the judgment that I was receiving and reconcile that other people's fears and insecurities were not about me. And really reclaim, you know, and inspire them to begin to empower themselves to make some of their own choices. Because sometimes that fear or judgment or insecurity was coming from the things about their life that they always wanted to do that they left on the table because somebody told them or society gave them the stereotype that they can't. Nobody should tell you who you need to be or who you can be or who you can't be. I'm just throwing that out there. It's a big part of my personal journey. And I'll share with you that the truth of the matter is my personal brand, India Jackson on Instagram, one of my core message themes is you get to choose who you want to be. That came from my own lived experience. I see so many people out here not making a conscious choice about how they want to live their lives because the stereotypes, the blueprints that are laid out for them, the judgment of family or friends or industry. And I think it's so important to reclaim our own choices and our own power and to not have any regrets left on the table as we continue to move through life. We never know when our last day is going to be. And I don't want to regret any day that I've lived so far. And I don't want that for anyone in my life either. So I also think it's important to note that this is not a core message theme for Flaunt Your Fire, but it really does shape how Flaunt Your Fire does things. Because if you're getting to choose how you want to be, 
then underneath that is a value. And I discovered for me that that value really is individuality. Letting go of stereotypes, letting go of putting people in boxes, letting go of telling them what they need to be or what they need to do, and truly seeing them as an individual, an individual human that goes beyond their industry, beyond their race, beyond their gender identity, beyond their hobbies, and truly seeing them as a whole being. When you get to the point where your business has team, right? Each person on your team is an individual. And I think it's so important to honor the individual and to emphasize the things that makes one unique because that's what makes us special. You know, we're emphasizing these things. We're highlighting them. We're flaunting them. And over at Flaunt Your Fire, you know, that message is a little bit different than my own personal one. But underneath that is that similar value of truly seeing who someone is and honoring the individual. And for Flaunt Your Fire, that message shows up in disrupting expectations because people do think they know what to expect. They think they know that if you're a copywriter, it means you're going to be like this. And you're going to have this education and you're going to come from this point of view. Um, I saw it so much in the marketing and branding industry. How many times have you seen a coach's branding and it's the same color palette as the next coach that you know, right? But if you're a, a woman, a woman owned coaching company, you must have a pastel shade of lavender matched with the pastel shade of blue and a pastel shade of pink and we're just going to have this happy pastel family and our neutral color that we're going to pair with this is going to be white and there you go boom female coaching business branding because all the female coaching business branding you know needs to be this way this is the industry standards so we need to fit you into this box yeah hell no and if you notice it's exactly what we are disrupting in our industry. You know, we're really looking at how can we accept people for who they are, brands for what they're here to do, and really approach every decision that's being made from that place of acceptance and not just accepting, but flaunting, flaunting these differences, making you stand out. I'm not going to lie, it's easier to fit in than it is to stand out. And fitting in never made that female coaching business be memorable. Fitting in never made a thought leader. Fitting in never made anyone famous. When you think about the people that have had the biggest impact on our lives, on history, on culture, these are people who made the choice to step outside of society standards and truly step into their beliefs, their values, their thought leadership, their opinions, live out their truth with an integrity of who they are and what they're here to do and make people feel something. This month in Pause on the Play of the Community, like I said, we've dedicated it to content that makes people feel something visibility done differently 
Yes, you still need your sales content. Yes, you still need to send people into your newsletter. Yes, you still need to get people to sign up for your podcast. Yes, you still need to share the hottest new thing that your brand is putting out there. And you also need to be visible in a way that's real and entices people to feel something. This transitions them from a follower or a listener into a super fan who is happy to share all the beautiful things that you're doing and is invested in you and the individuals behind your brand for life, right? This is a super fan. This is somebody who's here for the long haul. And how we get there is content that highlights our personality, content that highlights our personal lived experiences and our stories, content that highlights the causes that we support, you know, and our efforts and what we're here to do and change in the world, content that highlights our journeys, the things that we've learned and how we evolved to where we are today, whether that be DEI journeys, career journeys, you name it, all of these things add up. And they all inform our unique perspective and uncommon opinions and our new unique approach to the business that we have. We can't understand where your business is coming from and how it got there if you're not willing to take us on the journey of all the pieces of it. And that doesn't mean you need to overshare or tell stories that you feel uncomfortable with just yet. However, it does mean that we need to step beyond sales content into content that can live in hearts. If you're here and you're available and you're willing and you're ready to do content and visibility differently, I'm going to urge you to head on over to pauseontheplay.com slash community. And there you will find where you can apply to join us. And for less than $100 for one month, you will get to experience a deep dive into trainings, into a live community conversation into a co-working session. We're going to actually break down some content. I'm going to give you some prompts and you're going to get your content laid out, whether it's actual captions for social media or bullet points for your, your talking points for your next podcast episode. But we're carving out time to get these things done because I'm going to be honest, this is an area that I see businesses struggle the most. This is an area where I see influencers struggle the most. This is an area where I see personal trainers and athletes struggle the most is going beyond showing the what and the how and actually showing the why underneath. Why are you here doing what you're doing? How did you get here? If you can't tell, I am very passionate about this. And I think it's also important to note that this entire idea was created out of need that I'm seeing, (laughs) especially for those of us that have evolved in the last year. I think I'm speaking for many of us when I say that 2020 and going into 2021 
and the global pandemic that happened and social justice movements, all of these things shaped how we decided that we needed to do business going forward, how we decided that we needed to be going forward, how we wanted to lead going forward. There have been so many shifts and transitions that so many businesses across the globe have had to go through. So many individuals have had to experience. And on the other side of that has been some beautiful transformations. I also think that many of us have learned a lot, whether that was new things that were very tangible, like how to take your in-person business online and the different nuances of what that looks like of building online community versus in-person community or very deep and (laughs) excavating and life-changing things like navigating challenging conversations about politics or racism. There's been a lot of learning, there's been a lot of education, there's been a lot of growth, and people don't know that. They don't understand what that has looked like for you if you're not sharing it. And I'm going to say specifically when it comes to the political pieces and the social justice and human rights pieces, that it can be really challenging to figure out how do you begin to talk about your values publicly How do you begin to share what you've discovered or what you're doing when it comes to your own efforts to be an ally for different causes and charities or individuals or communities or groups in a way that doesn't feel like you are looking for a pat on your back, in a way that doesn't feel like you're just doing this so that people think something about you or your business to give you money. And I find that many businesses, because they have not figured out a way to do this, have either said nothing or have said all the things, but the delivery has been in a way that gets them some negative response. (laughs) And so, you know, I don't want that for you. I don't want that for anybody. Um, And I'm finding that if, if what I'm saying resonates with you, if you feel like you've evolved a lot and you feel like somebody who is just watching on social media or just listening to your podcast may not be able to see all the ways that you have changed in the last year and a half or last year or last six months, this is definitely an experience made just for you to be able to share some of the ways that your brand has evolved, the people within your brand have evolved if you have a team. And it be delivered in a way that does not feel like what Erica Corday, um, my my business partner and DEI consultant, would call virtue signaling or centering yourself or looking like white saviorism or saviorism of any sort for that matter. This is for you. So again, I'm going to urge you to head on over to pauseontheplay.com slash community Sign up today. Do this deep dive with us. There is so much value that is going to come out of it. I mean, just alone in the group coaching and consulting session with both Erica Corday and I to be able to custom work through any content that you're creating or things that are coming up for you and your ability to show up and publicly talk about the things that go beyond what you sell. You know, you've already more than tripled your value. Um, 
<laughs> in the cost of the community. So head on over. We would love to see you in the room. I'm looking forward to having you join us. And I can't wait to talk to you on the next episode. Until then, take care of yourself. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?